Is there not an entire section on this subject? Yes, that's what's unfair. I may have I may have changed my mind about me for is, is your is your book for sale about? Yes. I'm not sure. I just go and try and do a better job. Let me tell you. 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 Say it like you mean it. This is my vibe. Yo, Trey. What up? I got something to say. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Let Me Tell You, episode 136. I'm your host, Norm, the Master's Dog Dunham, a.k.a. the Evangelical Norm. So let me tell you, as a podcast, it used to be a regular Monday morning uh, political current events kind of podcast that uh, I just struggled to do every week, especially once COVID hit and everything. Politics just went nuts. I got really tired of it. So I kind of stepped back, and this has just become kind of an occasional, when something pops up that I really, really want to talk about, um, then we're going we're gonna to get in there and we're going to talk about it. So a lot of stuff came up this week. There's a lot of different things we can talk about. But one in particular that, that popped up on an old friend of mine's uh, Facebook page. Uh, she, she put this post up that, um, and I've seen it before and I've, I've you know, looked at this and never really given it a whole lot of thought. And I don't know what it is. Well, I do know what it is. There's a couple of things that have happened over the last couple of weeks um, with some friends of mine and, and, and personally that I've, I've witnessed that when this came up, I'm like, you know what? That's something that I really, really want to talk about. So before I get there, don't let me forget, uh, started giving the background on the podcast and then just jumped right in. Um, just background on the podcast for those who are new, I wanted to give, this is, this is a, a politics and current events from a Christian worldview. How should we see this from the, the, the point of view as Christians and look at the things that are happening around us? Um, and I want to give that information for those who are new because continuing to see more and more new subscribers, and that's because of you guys who are liking, subscribing, uh, commenting, and sharing the videos. Comments are huge. You'd be amazed at how much a simple comment on a video will send uh, Mr. Algae Rhythm to, to push that video out to more and more people who might be interested in the same kind of topic and content. So please, if you have questions, comments, snide remarks, leave them below in the comments. Like, share, do all that stuff. Don't like until the video is over. I don't want you to like something you haven't seen. But you can subscribe right now. You can hit that button, hit the notification bell, and get all the stuff that is released here. So now. Back to your regularly scheduled programming. Um, this was the thing that popped up on there. And actually a couple of people. This was a girl that I had gone to high school with. I saw it on her page. And there was a long list of things that she had written that I thought was really interesting. And I went back to look for it and I couldn't find it. I don't know if she got kind of pushback on it and took it down or what. But it was all the stuff that you see about, you know, protecting your daughters. Women not being able to, to run at night and not being able to walk through a parking lot by themselves and having to carry their keys in their hand in a manner that makes them a weapon. Um, all these things that are actually not a bad thing for girls to know. Um, I mean, is it a bad thing that women can't jog at night? Uh, you know, I guess in Phoenix it probably is, but again, carrying protection and doing what you need to protect yourself. That's not just, this is what the, the bottom line is on this is it's not an and or 
uh, either or situation. It's an and both. I mean, this is both things that we should be doing. I mean, we should absolutely. I have a I have a five year old daughter and a three year old niece, and I love them to death. I'm surrounded in my home by women. The only other testosterone is in the house are the two dogs. Um, the, the one, uh, the Chihuahua, I don't even like him. He doesn't like me. He's a old, grumpy old man. I'm a grumpy old man. We just don't get along. Um, and then the other dog is just young and uh, pees on the floor whenever you try to talk to him because um, he's afraid of me. So there you go. That's that's my, my household situation. So protecting my daughters, my niece, um, who might as well be my daughter. I, I treat her like she's my daughter. Um, Protecting them is a huge deal for me. Wanting them to be protected. Wanting them to know things that they can do to protect themselves. Because bottom line is no matter what we do in educating our sons, I mean, and it's a good thing, and we're going to talk about that more and more here in a minute, but um, sin exists in the world. And no matter what education you give to your sons, somebody is going to go out there and decide to prey on women. I mean, that's just a, a, a sad reality fact of our world. And, and, and again, it's not that women are protected from women's sin too. And even to the point of, I mean, we have female serial killers and, and so on. I mean, but, but men and women tend to sin or commit crimes in different ways um, and so on. And I mean, and this can, can, I mean, so many things that happened over this last week that I'd love to talk about. This kind of gets their fingers into, because the reality is, is I don't know anybody who is out there that is not educating their son. Who's out there teaching their sons that it's good to rape? Who's out there teaching their sons that it's good to attack women, to prey on women, to disrespect women, to do any of these things or to do that to anybody? I mean, not just women, but to people in general, you know, school shooting today that happened yesterday. It's, it's already yesterday in Texas, elementary school, 13 kids that were killed under the under under sixth grade. I don't, I don't remember what age that is. I think I was in third grade at seven years old. So what are we talking like 10, 11 kids that were killed in a teacher? And then the gunman uh, was was killed by police. Right. I'm pretty sure his mom or dad didn't teach him that it was a good thing to go into a school and kill people. You know, the education that he got from from and, and again, this word education, this is going to come into it. This is going to be kind of my bottom line of why this happens for the most part. All right, we'll get there and we'll see what education, but no parent at home. And again, we can't blame it on fatherlessness, right? I mean, that's that's the, the big claim for especially, you know, Candace Owens and them who talk about the, the black community and criminality and all that stuff. Go listen to Cross-Examine. Go listen to Kurt and Strack. Listen to some of the stuff that Kurt puts down. Because here again, the reality is, is, is fatherlessness is not a, an absolute precursor to criminality, right? I mean, I was half and half with a single mom for, for half my life and the rest for, with you know, my later teen years with my dad who was abusive and not a, a good example of a father. You know, I love my dad. And, and later on in his years, he, he became a little different. I don't know that he ever was repentant. I don't know that I'll see my dad in heaven. 
but I, you know, again, he wasn't horrible later. Early in life, he was horrible. Later in life, he he calmed down, I guess you could say. But again, that doesn't uh, preclude criminality. I have friends that grew up with single moms that never committed crimes that are, are great, you know, upstanding citizens, black, white, Mexican, Hispanic, you, you know, whatever, Asian. I've, I've had friends that I've grown up with, you know, throughout the years, all who have been either in, in homes without a dad or divorced homes or any of those situations that did not become criminals. And yet there are people out there who have become criminals that grew up with both parents. Right? I mean, again, and, and, and you can do all the studies and, and go ahead, send me all the, I'll take all the smoke, I'll take it, send me all the studies, Candace, you know, Ben, send me all that stuff that it shows just exactly how, you know, father outside of the home, you know, 90% of, of men in prison didn't have a dad or their dad. Okay, yeah. There are people, there are people who grew up in a, a dual parent home with a happy home, maybe even a Christian home that went on to commit crimes, horrible atrocities, right? Just as much as people without a dad went on to do that thing as well. One of the things that came to mind immediately when I saw this, and I mean, if you've seen the movie, you know the movie, but again, Hub McCann, the, the movie Secondhand Lions, phenomenal movie, great movie, not a little bit, of, maybe one or two curse words in there, something like that, but um, just amazing show. Um, and it is, it's about, it literally is about manhood. This movie, it, whatever you want to take away from it, this movie is an example of manhood. So here's, uh, these guys are you know, asking him who he is, and Hub uh, introduces himself. He says, I'm Hub McCann. I fought in two world wars and countless smaller ones on three continents. I led thousands of men into battle with everything from horses and swords to artillery and tanks. I've seen the, the headwaters of the Nile, the, the tribes... And tribes of natives no white man has ever seen before. I've won and lost a dozen fortunes, killed many men, and loved only one woman with a passion to flee like you could never begin to understand. That's who I am. So, again, and, and of course, if you've seen the movie, part of it is the, the focus on the woman um, that he loved. There's a little love story going on in there. But there's a manhood story. They're, they're training up their nephew. You know, who is dropped off by his mom that just goes off with man after man after man that disrespects her and mistreats her and so on. And so he has no example of, of fatherhood. So she he gets dropped off with these two guys that and, I, and yeah, they, they became, you know, surrogate dads, but they taught him manhood. And then it shows, you know, as he goes on and at the end when they pass away and the stories were all true and and so on. But again, there's a, a, a situation here where we recognize what kind of what does it look like to be a man? Because he gives us some examples. Men lead, men fight, men protect. I mean, this is something that they do. Men love, right? Men love to, to, to love one woman. And again, biblically, you know, love one woman with a passion to flee like you could never understand. Right. And uh, so and he has a, a, a speech that he gives to young men. I don't know that we ever hear the whole thing, but um, that they need to hear uh, to become adults and so on. But there is this educating our boys is not a bad idea. Educating our sons. And again, it's not one or the other. We don't just protect our daughters or educate our sons. Both have to happen. And it has to be done 
truly in a Christian manner. We have to be doing it with, I mean, I still have up here on my wall behind me. You can't see it. But years ago, um, 2016, April 3rd, and this was just as my daughter was, you know, my wife was pregnant with my daughter before Opal was born, um, a biblical father. What does it look like to be a biblical father? And this is, again, traits that are being passed down. Um, and this is what men do to, to train and educate their sons. If I had a son, I would want to train him to be a biblical father, to be a biblical man. I mean, being a biblical father is ultimately being a biblical man. Still understanding that at some point in time, he's got to either make a profession of faith, repent, be regenerate and filled with the Holy Spirit, or he can go off and do whatever it is that he's going to do, whether that's good, bad, or otherwise. But again, it's this, this situation of, of being, you know, whether it's just, I mean, and it, it spans the gamut. And, and one of the things that kind of caught me on this was somebody I know that is kind of in a relationship with a younger guy that continues to watch this man. I, I've watched the disrespect that comes. And, and whether it's a cultural thing or and something like that, um, I, don't, I don't know what it is. With, and, and I'm, I'm old, and so I come from a whole different worldview on, on how men treat women. Right now, again, even in my generation, I come from I'm, I'm a little after the Ted Bundy generation, but prior to me is the Ted Bundy generation. My generation, uh, the the um, Jeffrey Dahmer, uh, I'm trying to think of other, uh, you know, just horrible men that came out of my generation, but and so on. But, you know, um, all the, these groups. Um, and then even into, so it, it's not a generational thing. It's a sin thing. It really truly is a sin thing. And so in educating our sons, it also has to be calling them to repentance. Preaching the gospel needs to be given to them so that they understand that, again, not only is a woman a woman, but she's an image bearer of God. You know, it's somebody that we should respect, not because of her, her, her gender or her looks or her anything like that. It's somebody that we respect simply because she is made in the image of God. Right. And now, OK, yeah, we she was Eve was taken out of man and man is the glory of God. Women is the glory of man. We've got all that stuff. Women are still image bearer of God's male and female. He created them. Right. Let's not lose that. Get, I mean, I'm getting to a point where I'm kind of doing some pushback on some sermons that I heard recently. If you know, you know, and I'm actually going to, my pastor posted something the other day that, again, kind of caught my eye and I kind of a little bit of pushback on, but, you know, I, I somewhat agree and I somewhat don't agree. So Brian, my pastor, this is Brian Sauvé. Some of you may know him from some of his more controversial tweets, but um, one of the worst things you can say to your sons might not be what you would expect. Be careful. He says, confession, I have to consciously suppress the urge to shout this out all the time. But we don't want sons who only know how to be careful. We want courageous men who can manage risk. And so with this, and, and I, I had to get that off the screen. I didn't want to just shrink it down. So ignore this, this post for a moment. But with this, this whole issue of being careful, be careful is not a bad thing. Um, and it doesn't preclude risk, right? But... Again, it's be careful 
you know, if you know, make sure your chute is packed right before you jump out of that plane. Be careful that your your equipment is and your your ropes and are in good shape and all of your equipment is good before you climb that cliff. Be careful to count all the cost and to make all the proper plans before you start a business. Be careful to um, look at the Word of God when when you're look to the Word of God. You know, again, being careful doesn't mean negating risk. We yeah, we want men. Who, who are willing to engage in risk and do things and, and so on. But being careful is not necessarily because it just means to take care, to be full of care, to, you know, again, as we're looking, as we're educating our boys, I think it is important to say, be careful. Be careful that you don't say something disrespectful to your mother because you're going to encounter my hand on your backside. Be careful that you don't say something disrespectful to your sister or another girl. Be careful that you don't treat somebody. The only one and only time my dad ever hit me, that I ever remember my dad ever hitting me as a kid, was one time my sister and I, who was 18 months older than me, and she was the bane of my existence um, through my teenage years, and just she and I, yeah, constantly at each other. And so there was one day, I don't remember the context of the situation, but I was like swinging at her face, right? Something that should never be done. But I'm punching at her face and I'm pulling my punches just before I hit her because, you know, again, but one of them I didn't pull enough and I actually made contact. And I don't think I hit her hard enough to hurt her, but my dad was standing close enough and he was close enough that it was like, three steps across the room and he was next to me and again the only time my dad closed handed hit me and he hit me in the jaw and crumpled me i mean he could just come across he saw my my fist land with my into my sister's face and his three steps and it was into my jaw and i was on the floor right again so be careful full of care when dealing with your sisters and with the women and and so on um this is what we educate our sons to do um, and also protect our daughters, teach them how to protect themselves and teach our sons, educate our sons how to protect the, your sisters and the women around them. Again, I'm, I'm that, that guy that, you know, I watch this friend of mine who gets disrespected by this person that she's in a relationship with. And I will immediately come to the point and say, you don't deserve that. You don't deserve to be treated like that. Right. And, and that is because that is what is in the core of me. That is what God has put inside of me. To not only want to make sure my sons know how to treat and, and respect image bearers of God. You know, again, we've seen we've seen this situation over and over again in in the school shooting in Texas, the shooting in Buffalo. Um, I'm trying to think of what a, there was another situation that, that was just recent that has just completely slipped my mind because again that's the news cycle is like that it's like it's here and it's gone and it's you know who knows what's going on and you know the johnny depp uh amber whatever her name is trial all this stuff that's going on where where we see this this basic disrespect between men towards women and it's 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 not a fatherlessness thing it's not um I don't think, I mean, that can be a contributing factor. Culture can be a contributing factor. You know, again, even hip-hop music. I mean, from back in my day, I, I came from the, the, the nasty of the nasty hip-hop music. Too Short and Too Live Crew and stuff like that, which was literally just let's, let's teach boys how to be, um, just hate women. 
you know, misogynistic to its core. And then, you know, and so on. So there's a lot of things that can contribute. But here is the thing that I, I think. And then again, just this this graphic that I've got up there. Um, normalize apologizing after you were wrong instead of being defensive and disrespectful because you're embarrassed. This is, again, this is something that we see on the Internet and something that I talked about in uh, a live video earlier this week because, okay, yeah, the, the other thing that I was thinking of, how can I forget this? An accident that happened here in Ogden that five boys in a car um, and they were about to get pulled over by police and for whatever reason – you know, whether it be lack of education, educate your boys not to, to run from the cops, right? When they're being pulled over, even if they have alcohol and marijuana in the car and they're all underage and they're scared, right? They took off and, and ended up losing control. Two boys are dead. And I think two boys are still kind of fighting for, or one boy's fighting for his life and the other two are expected to recover. But all of this going on and, uh, just completely lost where I was going with that. But normalizing, apologizing, um, not disrespecting. Where was I going with that? <sighs> lost, completely lost my train of thought. But again, teaching our, educating our boys to, to, to treat others like they're image bearers of God. Not doing things that are, are radical and reckless and so on. Again, this is not necessarily a something, you know, Recklessness is not a good thing. Being careful is, and yeah, it doesn't mean don't take risk and don't do some of the things that, that, that boys should do and boys should be boys, but we have to pull it back when boys start to be inappropriate boys, right? And so again, to see, you know, just, um, and, and that's the other thing is, is oh, okay, there we go. I, about the boys that were in the accident and what I said on, on YouTube. Because this the article was posted and people were coming in and just saying horrible things that the families were reading of these boys. You know, oh, better uh, uh, dead than a short stay in prison and this and that and all of these kids and da-da-da-da-da. And you know, Ice-T, Ice Mike Tyson, somebody said it. You know, people sit behind a keyboard and type things that they would never say because it would get them punched in the face. And that's what, you know, again, people react instead of apologizing anymore, instead of going, OK, I recognize that I was wrong and I'm willing to say I'm sorry. Um, people get disrespectful because they're embarrassed because of what they did rather than going, um, yeah, I, I should be embarrassed and, and I'm sorry. They get disrespectful um, and express, you know, whatever hatefulness and so on. But all this, again, ties into cultural or secular education and I've said this multiple times and I will say this again and this is a hill that I will die on all the time is we see these things happening we see boys go out and even if they're educated in a Christian home what happens is the fact that they hear over and over and over and over and over again that they are just a product of evolution they are just a, a highly evolved animal and they just have to go, you know, and just and so we keep telling our boys and, and girls this in schools and then expect them not to act like it. Right. We've quit telling people that they're image bearers of God, that they're a Mago day in schools. We tell them that they're nothing more than than the descendant of a common ancestor with the, you know, the great apes or chimpanzees or whatever else or every other creature on the earth. 
from, you know, whatever single cell bacteria got struck by lightning on a rock with some slime and whatever and turned into life, right? Nothing came from nothing. We quit teaching them image of God in schools and we started teaching them that you're nothing more than a highly evolved mass of stardust and chemicals and electricity and so on and then expect them not to act like that. Your school shooter in Texas, your your uh, supermarket shooter in, in New York, whatever their underlying reasoning is, I'm almost willing to guarantee it's because they don't view other people as image bearers of God. They firmly believe the lie of evolution that they've been taught. And they take that and they've been told that they're nothing more than an animal and then they go out and act like it. Every school shooting, I don't know of a single school shooting or mass shooting that has come to the point where it, where you can where the person goes well yeah it's because I'm 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 fully Christian and I want to you know extend Jesus's teachings that's not true. You get people like Timothy McVeigh who quote you know famous atheist poems I am the captain of my own soul. That is what and that and again every atheist that gets on and starts talking about you know mass shooters and stuff i point the finger at you and say the things and not you individually i'm not saying but the the secular humanism the evolution that has been taught that is what is at fault because it is stealing away the 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 knowledge that people are made in the image of god and again even those people who do know cain knew that his brother Abel was was made in the image of God. And yet he still killed him. So sin is there. Sin is going to happen. All we can do is the best that we can do. And so in that, we have to both educate our sons on how to be strong, biblical men and educate our daughters on how to be strong, biblical women but also teach themselves how to protect them. We have to teach them both how to protect themselves. Ultimately, educate and protect on all levels, but ultimately instill in them the fact that all people are made in the image of God, that they are not just highly evolved animals and that they should not act like that. And how do we do that? As always, we preach the gospel at all times. And we use words because they're necessary. Thanks for listening in. Till next time, Soli Deo Gloria.